You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast, everybody. A lot to get to, like usual. We're going to look back at BYU's loss to UAB in the Independence Bowl, as we did not get a chance to do a postcast edition of the show. We also talk about wins for both the men's and women's basketball programs as they return to action after a week off. And, of course, we'll catch you guys up on the other news and notes involving BYU athletics out there as well. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN's college football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, let's have some fun on a Monday as much as I guess we possibly can. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 20th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. A lot to get to on today's show, but a quick reminder for you guys, this holiday season, make sure to share this with your family and friends. Let them know what they're missing when they don't listen to the Locked On Cougars podcast. All we're asking is you to share this with three of your family and friends. Tell them, hey, this is a daily product. It's free. It's available. It delivers right to your phone they don't have to do anything really special outside of pushing really one button to subscribe or follow the show on whichever podcast provider you listen to and it's really as simple as that so thank you for your support of this venture and let's get going here today and talk a little BYU football how's everybody doing out there uh, let's be honest about this that was disappointing BYU loses 31-28 to in the Independence Bowl, gives UAB their second bowl win ever. It's the highest-ranked team that UAB has beaten, uh, speaking of the number 13 BYU football program in that win. And I, I, I've been thinking about this, and I was meaning to do a postcast edition of the show, but family obligations got in the way. It's Christmas time. There's a lot of family parties going on, and we're all aware of that, so... I just I hope you guys are doing okay because I completely understand anybody out there who is extremely frustrated with BYU after that loss. That was a game, and this is just my personal observation of it, and I have not had my typical chance to go back and watch it a second time. I typically do that on Sundays after BYU plays. Due to fa- I already mentioned family obligations, Christmas parties, and the like, I did not did not get my chance to go back and rewatch this game. So I am going to endeavor to do that today, and we'll actually do what we call our film review on Tuesday. So looking forward to that tomorrow. But my overall takeaway from this game is it was disappointing. BYU crowed and crowed and crowed and fans crowed and crowed and crowed about the fact that they had been left out of the New Year's Six and they deserved to have one of those spots and on and on and on and on. Now, I was of the opinion that the only way that type of stuff, talking about that, complaining about it, saying that you got gypped out of a spot, etc., the only way that was going to hold up and you're crowing about it, you, you, you saying that BYU should have been in this type of a bowl game, should have had a better bowl opponent, all of that. The only way that that does not come off as just extreme whining is for you to go and take care of business against UAB. You did not take care of business against UAB, and guess what? You've seen it already on social media. All kinds of people coming at BYU. Now, did BYU play poorly in this game? For stretches, yes. The first quarter, BYU was MIA. 
They were. They fell behind 14-0. The second quarter, they finally woke up. It felt like the one guy who was on the entirety of this game was Tyler Algier, and a huge congratulations to that young man, setting the single-season rushing record for BYU, tied for the nation's lead, actually no, leading the nation now after that game with 23 rushing touchdowns, an absolutely incredible performance by him all year long, and he had a very good performance against UAB. The problem is it felt like other guys on this team did not have that same type of mojo juice, call it whatever you will, to start this contest. That is my personal observation. I know there's a lot of people on social media saying that we need to be positive. You know what? It's okay when your team does not perform up to expectations to criticize them. They are athletes. There's a reason why they are out there competing. They know when they're given their best, when they're not given their best. And I don't think BYU gave their best in this game. Could some guys have come back from injury if they were healthy and helped BYU in this game? Absolutely. If Jaron Hall's out there, he offers a new dynamic with the quarterback run game that Baylor Romney does not offer. That speed option they ran with Baylor Romney that was almost a near disaster and actually cost BYU a few yards when they needed a first down. Stuff like that. I don't know why you run that with Baylor Romney. I know that the coaching staff says that they want to run the same offense with whoever's in at quarterback. Baylor Romney's not Jaron Hall. It's very clear. You you see it on film. When you're running speed option with Baylor Romney, I, I don't get it. Some baffling decisions made in that game. Some baffling performances, it felt like. Other guys stood out. I, I really liked what I saw from Tyler Batty. That dude absolutely got after it. As I already mentioned, Tyler Algier, what a legendary performance that young man had. It was good to see him go out on top if that was his final game in a BYU uniform. It's one of those performances you'll always remember from that young man. The sad part is he sets that record and BYU loses the game. That is the crappy part about this. I am still not convinced that was not an incomplete pass for Samson Akua. I have watched it, man, more than 100 times at this point, just replay after replay after replay. The problem is, when you've got a ball in your hands and you're running at full speed, well, guess what? The catch rule goes into effect. But Terry McCauley, who is a longtime rules official, now does that for Sunday Night Football in the NFL, he says that that was an incomplete pass. He said he could not believe that was not reviewed a little more heavily and overturned as an incomplete pass. You know what? Ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a downer now because BYU goes into this offseason on a sour note. So I I hope you all are doing okay, but I can completely understand why your weekend may have been ruined. Okay, ruined's probably the wrong term, but it may have had a little bit of a, just a negative feel to it because that was a disappointing effort from BYU. I felt like BYU, had they brought their A game, they could have absolutely torched a team like UAB. UAB's talented. Don't get me wrong. That's a good football program, and Dwayne McBride is very, very good, but... I still am convinced BYU, had they played their A game, they win that game handily. I don't think they brought their A game. I don't think all the players that were in that game were as locked in as other dudes. You need your teammates to be locked in if you want to have success at the highest level. So, I I don't know. I don't want to come off as too 
Debbie Downerish. Maybe I have been, but I think that it's okay to criticize your team when they don't perform up to expectations because I don't think BYU in their heart of hearts played up to what they expected to do in that game. Did certain guys, as I mentioned, play up to expectations? Absolutely. I just don't think that the entirety of BYU played up to expectations. Injuries, depth concerns, all of those things came to the forefront in this loss to UAB. BYU on defense, the depth is just not there yet to field hockey rotation subs as BYU has been doing. I, I've been talking about this for a while. I don't think you can sub in 8, 9, 10 guys at a time and expect the team to continue to perform at the same level. You need to rely on your A players a little more heavily if you're BYU in my opinion. Maybe those A players aren't actually A players. I, I don't know. I need to go back and rewatch this this game and I'll have more for you guys tomorrow based on my observation after re-watching it but all I'm talking about today is just more of my thoughts about BYU in coming days throughout the rest of this week we'll do more of a retrospective on the season as a whole uh, starting next week we'll do what I'm going to call our debriefings where we go position by position look how guys perform during the 2021 season we'll continue those on into the new year and then obviously we'll start turning our attention towards looking at 2022 and beyond but right now, yeah, I, I can completely understand why there's a little bit of a raw, negative feeling around the BYU football program because guys like Gunnar Romney last week have said they felt like they were slided. Well, if you felt like you were slided, you should have played a little bit better and actually won that game because now with a loss, it just looks like a bunch of belly aching and whining. That's the tough part to stomach if you're a BYU fan or you're a BYU player. So disappointing outcome. No doubt about that. But hopefully with time, we'll be able to look back at the season as a whole and take away that it was another double-digit win season, successful in many respects considering how much BYU was replacing. But also at the same time, when you go out and do what BYU did, racking up a 6-1 and record versus Power 5 opponents, you also understand that losing a game like UAB to finish off your season, there's going to leave a sour taste in everybody's mouth. It's going to be a disappointment. So... Trying to play both sides of the coin here today, and hopefully y'all are doing all right. Let me know what you guys think. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. Send us an email, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, or reach out to me directly on my own Twitter feed. Jacob C. Hatch is the handle. We'd love hearing from you guys. Uh, frankly, I, I just want to know how you guys are doing out there in Cougar Nation. So more football tomorrow as we look back at what happened after I rewatched this game. I am interested to see if my takeaways watching it live versus my film review match up at all but typically some things do match up other things don't some things may pop out on film to me they're like okay that's actually a lot more positive than i was watching it live so tough day tough weekend and just a tough way for BYU to go into the offseason but I think given time and just some I guess distance away from this UAB loss I think most of us I'll include myself in this actually will come away from this season thinking okay it's actually a pretty successful campaign overall but Maybe I'm wrong, so let me know what you guys think. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll talk a little BYU basketball. The men's and women's teams had a very successful weekend after a week off for finals. We'll talk about those here in just a moment. First, though, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at PrizePix. We've been telling you about it for a while now, and if you've still not signed up, what are you waiting for? You can check prizepix.com to see if it's eligible for you to sign up in your state. But in addition to college football action with the bowl season ongoing, PrizePix also makes college basketball more exciting. They are a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more 
college football and basketball props than anybody else in the world. They offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of in basketball. You can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you win up to 10 times back on any of your entries, and it's just you versus the projected numbers, not you playing other folks. It's actually a really cool concept. The best part, your entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. So get to their website, pricepicks.com, or start on their mobile app. You can download it in your app store, and while you're there, when you make your first deposit, you can still get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. You heard that right. Instant deposit match of 100% up to $100. Just use the promo code Locked On to take advantage of that. Price Picks is safe and does offer fast withdrawals of your winnings. So do not hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today and get started there. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis of the entire postseason. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is already ongoing. Download it for free wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's take a little bit of time here and talk some BYU basketball. If you were as disappointed as I was with BYU football's performance, you got to be pretty impressed with BYU men's basketball's performance in their win over Weber State. Now, BYU is going to have to find a new way to play hoops. We all know that. With the fact that they don't have their two main big men in the lineup, you've got to find a new way to compete and find a new way to win games. Well, when you shoot 62% from the field and make 16 three-pointers, well, that's actually a good way to go about winning basketball games. Maybe not sustainable in the long run, if we're being honest, but a very, very heads-up performance by the BYU men's basketball program. I'm actually more impressed by this performance against Weber State considering BYU have been off for a week dealing with finals and obviously during finals week guys can be in and out of the lineup when it comes to practices and all of that but it was good to see BYU have a good performance coming off that week off and it did BYU some good I think they were rested and they came out firing from the get-go BYU led 41 to 33 at halftime and they were just making threes from all over the court if BYU can make shots like that, they will be competitive and dangerous the rest of the season. The problem is shooting comes and goes. It's just that simple at times. But when you make 16 three-pointers, it's the third best single game mark in program history. You're going to have a good chance to win a lot of basketball games. And credit to Weber State. This is not your Weber State that you look at and say, well, you should go out there and roll. This was a team that came into the game 9-2. and two. So it's a very proud Weber State team. But BYU sent them to their third defeat in four games. And BYU, I thought, was very impressive. Seneca Knight came out firing from the get-go. I was actually, so I was driving. I had done BYU postgame on the Zone Sports Network for the football uh, game. And then I was driving home listening to the first half with Jason Shepard and Mark Duran on the call, call on BYU radio. And it's actually really cool to hear them talk about Seneca Knight. He was making shot after shot. And I, I got home and I caught up on that game. I rewound and watched the first half and then kind of caught up on the second half. And I think I got to live action probably man I'm I'm thinking about 10 minutes to go so I think I'd caught up ever all the way through about 10 minutes to go in the second half and watched it live the rest of the way but it was really really good to see BYU come out and enjoy a good shooting performance hopefully that carries over because they've got a big week ahead of them speaking of the BYU men's basketball program they are headed to the islands they're headed to Hawaii playing in the Diamond Head uh, Classic and 
three big games this week. The field playing in this event this year is not the strongest field that's ever played in the Diamond Head Classic, but it's a good opportunity for BYU to get some quality wins on the resume. They already have some of those. We all know that, but... When you go to an event like this, which is going to be televised nationally, it's a big opportunity for you. They're going to start that off Wednesday when they take on South Florida. That'll be at, I believe, 4.30 Hawaii time. And this time of year, I have a hard time with the with how the things shake out. I think that is 7.30 Mountain Time. It might be 8.30, but regardless, it's going to be an evening game. Uh, BYU Radio will obviously have the call. It'll also be on TV, but... They started that off with South Florida, and then they'll have a game Thursday, and obviously they'll be playing on Christmas Day as well. But a big opportunity this week. Now, the other thing about the Weber State contest, I felt like for the BYU men's basketball program, was that BYU got contributions from all over the lineup. That was important to see for BYU because they have been a team that I felt like for a lot of different games this year, it's been the... Alex Barcelo game. It's been the T. John Lucas game. It's been the Fusini Triore game. It's been an individual player who seemingly is the guy. And I know that Alex Barcelo came on really strong in the second half of this game. What did he finish with? I think it was 20-some-odd points once again. Uh, let's see here. Alex Barcelo had 23, excuse me. So he had 18 in the second half. So very impressive second half for Alex Barcelo. 23 on the night. But he was one of four Cougars who scored in double figures. Seneca Knight had his career high in, uh, as a BYU Cougar with 14 points. Spencer Johnson got some revenge on his former program, speaking of Weber State, with 13 points. And then Trevin Nell, I think he was kind of an unsung hero, making some big shots early on to get BYU going, he finished with 11. And uh, Seneca Knight had 12 of his 14 in the first half versus, I mentioned, the 18 of 20, 18 of his 23 for Alex Barcelo in the second half. The contributions from all over the roster was a welcome sight to see. So hopefully that is going to be something that continues for BYU this season in hoops. If they continue to get contributions from different guys, different nights. And it doesn't have to be just one guy on any given night. Let me be clear about that. Is it great to have an Alex Barcelo take over every now and then? Is it good to have T. John Lucas go off and be the guy every so often? Sure, it is. And any individual performance by those guys can carry BYU to a victory. But for the long-term success, for success this season, making the NCAA tournament, and most of the metrics still say BYU is a very safe bet to make the NCAA tournament field and actually have a single-digit seed. I'm seeing seven and eight seed for BYU, and that actually be a really cool thing to see them be a single-digit seed. But for continued success, for you to continue to rack up the wins like we're all expecting BYU men's basketball to do, you need to see a more... I guess, comprehensive effort from the team game in and game out. One thing I also can't, I'm still impressed with is BYU still rebounding as a team. Caleb Lohner, yes, is his shot not falling right now? And is it looking kind of ugly at times? Absolutely. But he is a glue guy. And that's what I love about Caleb Lohner is he has got the ability to affect the game in multiple different ways. And more importantly right now, he's BYU's leading rebounder. And they need that. They need to have a team-wide effort to be a strong rebounding team. That is going to give them second chance buckets. It's going to be very important for them to counter teams who have big, rugged guys in the middle. Weber State didn't have that. They don't have what Creighton had. But BYU as a team, they just got to continue to absolutely get it done as a team. And it was good to see them roll out to a big lead in this game. I think they led us by as many as 22 in the second half. 
contributions, as I mentioned, all over from guys up and down the roster. And hopefully that carries over this week in the Diamond Head Classic and obviously on into West Coast Conference play because if that continues to happen, BYU is going to be a, still a very safe bet to make the NCAA tournament team, I feel like, make the NCAA tournament field, I feel like. But the problem is if they start falling back into we need, need Alex Parcello to go for 25 to carry us through. We need T. John Lucas to go for 20 on this night to get us through. You can't have individual guys have to be your savior every night. You just can't rely on that because that's just not a good way to go about winning basketball. But hopefully we'll see some good things this week as they play over there in Hawaii. I'm going to be very jealous because I've been to Hawaii over Christmas and Man, there are few places in this world I wouldn't uh, trade anywhere being than Hawaii during Christmas because it is phenomenal. It's 70 to 80 degrees with nice breeze. It just Compared to what we're dealing with here in Utah, it's glorious. Let me just be clear about that. But nonetheless, looking forward to that, and obviously we'll have that throughout the week, more reactions to it. Uh, just a little bit of a programming note for you guys. I am planning on doing shows. So we have a show today, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday, I am hoping to have a show done. It all kind of depends on my schedule. I'm expecting I'll be able to get that done. We'll take uh, the weekend off. We won't do a show on Christmas Eve, but then we'll be back on Monday uh, to talk about whatever happened over the weekend. Obviously, BYU men's basketball playing on Christmas. We'll react to that. So expecting to have four shows this week. Could have as few as three, depending on how my week goes. But we will endeavor to keep you guys apprised of everything going on with the Cougars. All right, meant to talk a little bit about BYU women's basketball, but we'll do that next. We'll talk about the women's team because they need a lot of attention. No, 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 they don't need a lot of attention. They deserve a lot of attention. That's probably what I should say because... They're just as good as the men's team right now. And in some cases, I think they might be better, folks. And they're playing really, really, really good hoop. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. Also catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News. Before we do that, let's talk for a minute about our friends over at Bet Online. They have you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before for whatever your interest is. Obviously, with the football season heading towards the playoffs, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available from our friends at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Once again, a 50% welcome bonus, free money to bet with. Get to betonline.ag right now. Sign up there. Use that promo code Locked On to get your 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. This holiday season, my friends, grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. That is talking about our friends over at Built Bar. They're absolutely phenomenal. I am a huge fan. As I mentioned, they have some holiday flavors right now. The eggnog flavor, folks, if you are a fan of eggnog and you want to eat it in protein bar form, the eggnog built bar is for you. I ordered the gingerbread flavor. I'm expecting it to arrive this week, and I cannot wait to give you my review of that one. You guys know me. I love built bars. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you guys know I'm a huge fan, and I mean it. This is one of those products that I have no problem endorsing, and I want you guys to give them a shot as well. Right now, built bar wants to give you that extra fuel to power you through the holidays. Obviously, a lot of parties this time of year, last minute shopping, all that stuff. Throw one in your bag or purse when you're going out. Let that be what gets you through the day. The best part is you will not believe how healthy they are for you. That's the impressive part. They're low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but high in 
protein. And as I mentioned, they'll give you that extra boost of energy to get you through it. They're delicious and healthy, so many different flavors, and they make an incredible stock stocking stuffer is what I'm trying to say. So pack them in your stocking as well or ask for them from Santa himself. Get to built.com right now. Use the promo code locked on to save 15%. Oh, excuse me, locked, not locked on. Locked 15 is the promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Yes, promo code locked 15 at built.com for 15% off your order. Get through the holidays healthy and fit and do it in part with our friends over at Built Bar. Before we go on this Monday edition of the podcast, let's take some time and talk about the 20th ranked BYU women's basketball team. They resumed action Saturday afternoon after a week off due to finals and had a really nice performance in a 71-53 win over Washington State. The Cougars are now 9-1 on the season and Jeff Judkins' team what I just talked about with the men's team and how I wanted to see steady contributions up and down the roster, it's kind of what BYU women's team already has going for them. It's actually their biggest strength, I think, in, in many respects. Because they go into games, uh, speaking of the BYU women's basketball program, and I'm never quite sure who is going to be the leading scorer for BYU. And that's kind of a fun thing about it. Uh, Tegan Graham, in their loss, that, which they suffered a week ago, she had made 10 threes and scored 30 points. So she was BYU's leading scorer in that game very clearly. But you never know if Paisley Johnson Harding's going to go off. You're never quite sure if Shaylee Gonzalez is going to have one of her pant- p- patented 30-plus uh, point performances. Well, in this game, Paisley Johnson Harding took control, leading BYU with 20 points. She also added five rebounds, a lot of big buckets down the stretch for her. Tegan Graham had 15 points for BYU. She made three three pointers a week after making 10 in the game. Uh, Lauren Gustin did her thing on the boards once again, leading the Cougars with 13 rebounds. She also chipped in seven points. And then Shaylee Gonzalez, as I mentioned, who is capable of going for 30 plus on any given night. Well, she had a quiet 13 points, six rebounds, two blocks, and a still. She's just doing things all over the court. So that's the good news about the BYU women's basketball program is the West Coast Conference favorites. They just get the job done and they are a team that I think is what the men's team probably should aspire to be. And I know that's okay. It's never a perfect comparison because both men's and women's basketball are just different in terms of the style, the pace, the style, the different things that go into it. But I think the men's team, speaking of BYU men's basketball, can take some things from the women's team and implement it into their game plans. And Jeff Judkins, he's a guy who's played in the NBA. He's played at the highest levels of basketball. Well, if I'm Mark Pope, I'd take some notes from him and use them. Uh, that's the thing about that. Uh, BYU, the women's team, is headed to Montana State. They're headed uh, north up I-15. They'll be taking on the Montana State. They're the Bobcats? Yeah, Montana State Bobcats. Uh, they'll be taking them on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That game will be broadcast on ESPN Plus streaming and I, for one, am quite glad that my two-day jaunt without ESPN is over. I'm a YouTube TV subscriber and got some good news earlier today. I'm recording this on Sunday that ESPN and ABC channels have been put back on uh, my my ESPN Plus account, my YouTube TV account. So that's good news. But I think it's a big opportunity for BYU Women's Basketball. They should be favored to go to Big Sky Country and beat the Bobcats in that matchup tomorrow night and push their record to 10-1. So a lot of good things going 
for the basketball programs, even if the football program may have put a damper on your weekend all the same. But I think you can take some solace in watching the men's and women's basketball programs do their thing. I'm looking forward to seeing the men's team this week in that Diamond Head Classic. Obviously, be hoping to tune in to watch women's basketball tomorrow night against Montana State. And hopefully, it's another good week for hoops this week. And we'll continue our retrospective on basketball at the same time. As I mentioned, I will endeavor Monday... uh, today for most of you listening to this podcast to get my film review in and then we'll talk about that on Tuesday I, I like I said I am actually rarely excited to sit down watch that game again watch BYU and UAB and see if my initial takeaways the notes I jotted down mid-game and during the game on Saturday match up with what I take away after re-watching this game on Monday it'll be interesting I will see I, I will obviously bring that for you guys tomorrow and hope you guys are all doing great out there and as I mentioned we'll continue to break this down I will do some retrospectives some debriefings on all the position groups in the coming days and weeks and then obviously we'll begin to turn our attention towards 2022 as we get a little closer to National Signing Day in February on into spring ball in March and off we go again. It's just one of those things, folks. This is a cyclical thing right here on the podcast, but I cannot think of a place I would be, I would, I would rather be, I apologize, trying to uh, words tonight failing me there, but I, I love doing this podcast and I hope you guys are enjoying the product as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. All right. So that is going to do it. Hope you guys have a great Monday, wherever you might be. It's the Christmas season. Let's be happy. Let's be jolly. Get your last minute shopping in and hopefully we'll reconvene tomorrow and talk a little more BYU football and probably also some basketball notes along the way as well. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make Locked On Big 12, your second listen of the day. Download it free and available wherever you get your podcast. That'll do it. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 20th, 2021, and we will catch you guys tomorrow.